Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Yeah, let's get to it. It's Crystal here. I'm so excited. We're finally back. We've been on a little hiatus for a couple of months, but it is March and it is International Women's Day uh, next week, March 8th. It's also the 15th anniversary of the SWAT Institute. 15 years. How is that possible? I don't, I really, does, is time a strange thing for you? Um, it, it really, it is for me. I, I guess we all, they say, you know, the days are long, but the years are short and it really is truth. True, isn't it? Like, wow, time feels like it is flying by. Like, how is it? How is it Friday already? <laughs> Anyways, we are back now. We're going to be doing our chat with Crystal for the definitely for the next few months. That's for sure. So if it's your first time today, um, if you're actually here live right now in the conference line, welcome. Thank you so much. We're actually just jumping in here live with us today. We've got a great group of women I can see uh, in live again. Um, if you're wanting to do some coaching and you're right here in the conference room right now, star two on your uh, keypad, it's going to put you in the queue and I'm going to be going to the lines in just a second here, but I want to welcome you and I want to see how you're doing and how has life been? Um, gosh, what has happened for me since our last chat with Crystal Lee? I don't want to make it about weight. <laughs> okay. I don't. Uh, listen, I am the first person to really, uh, say, you know, body positivity is, is where it's at and loving the skin you're in and all of that. But, um, interestingly, it's been a pretty cool winter in many ways. I've released 40 pounds almost effortlessly. Um, and the reason I say it like that is just because, wow, I, I have made some changes. I took some time off. I set some healthy boundaries up in my life. I, um, I adopted a, a new word. My word for 2023 is temperance, which doesn't mean abstinence. And it, it doesn't mean uh, nothing, all or nothing, which has been a bit of the way that I've uh, sometimes found myself thinking over the years. I, I, can, I can have a little bit of that polarized thinking where it's like black or white, good, bad, healthy, unhealthy. Um, and I just decided I wanted to goodness, reconnect with my body the way that I tell every other woman to, um, you know, I, I, it's like, I kind of laugh because you, I didn't even notice it. I didn't even, I didn't even realize. And I really did was loving myself and I was, and I think every woman absolutely should love herself right now, here and now exactly as you are. But I also knew that, um, once I, you know, was tipping the scales at 200. I was like, yeah, no, Crystal, something's not right here. You're disconnected. There's something really disconnected. Um, and, um, it was pretty amazing how easily, um, my body felt back into alignment. And that's really what we're talking about is being in alignment with your real self, who you really are, uh, what feels good, what lights you up, what, um, gives you energy, what, um, 
listen, I think it's pretty hard to go out there and slay the dragon and um, s smash the patriarchy and, and burn the shit down when you don't feel good about yourself, when you don't feel confident, when you don't have pride. Um, listen, I, I know we can all get caught in one of the things I teach in our Empowerment Coach certification is about something called the shame pride loop. It's, it's really a loop that um, I see all of us falling into all the time. Um, so, you know, I always want to say push through that pride, push through that pride um, and ask yourself, what would courage have me do? And um, when I had that real honest um, moment with myself and um, said, you know, Chrissy, you got to feel good about yourself. You're, you're going into a new year. I have big dreams. Um, I have I've, I've new reawakened goals. Uh, I just finished a Simply Woman online retreat. It was seven days of incredible conversations with incredible women, 21 incredible women, women like Sherry Salada, who was uh, Oprah's executive producer for 20 years. She was also the president of OWN, the Oprah Winfrey Network. Um, I, I'd call it Baron Reed, who's one of my dearest friends. We've been friends for, yeah, 20 years. Um, Christine Carlson, who, whose husband, Dr. Richard Carlson, don't sweat the small stuff. She, uh, they recently made a movie about her life on the, as a Lifetime channel, uh, starring Heather Locklear. She was one of the amazing speakers. Anyways, it was just a great group of women. Um, Shante Javon Taylor, um, she is a neuroscientist and, you know, it was actually an interview I did with her, I, I would say a couple months back. And I, and I asked her to be in the summit as well in the online retreat as well. And it was really a great conversation I had with Shante a couple of months back that reminded me, <laughs> that's what we do for each other, ladies. Sometimes we just have to remind each other of who we really are, who we really are. Remind us, like we know this stuff and I knew this stuff and I was, I was teaching it for so many years and it was actually a really great call with Shante that she reminded me, wait, 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 this brain of ours, ladies, um, this, we have to have a sound mind in a sound body. And this brain of ours is, can be our best friend, like really your best friend and holy, you can manifest magic and you can make things happen effortlessly and quickly. Um, but it can also be your worst enemy. And I had to remind myself of like, hey, wait, Crystal, you're in a funk and you've become addicted to your biology and you have become addicted to your stories. Again, all the stuff you teach other women, like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> you're human? You got to do the work too? You mean like everybody? Yep, you do. I, I laugh though because I was an athlete all my life. In fact, I... I've often said that it was playing sports and being on teams with other women that saved my life. We were girls then. I mean, I think my first my first uh, team I ever played on, uh, and that's why I'm a team player. Like, that's why I'm all about teamwork, dream work. I always say, like, teamwork is dream work. Dream work is teamwork. Um, but that's why I've always actually been in safe places with women. And I don't think a lot of women can say that. I don't think a lot of women can say they have felt really... I'm supported and um, loved and protected by other women. Um, thankfully, no, and listen, I had a lot of abuse in my family. 
and a lot of internalized misogyny with the women in my family. So it didn't come from my family. But I remember being, I think I was seven years old, and my brother always played sports. He was he is two years older than me, and he was always on sports teams, but nobody ever thought a little crystal, a little girl, like little girls. Um, anyways, I remember my brother playing soccer and going to soccer, for those of you that are in the UK, football, um, or in Europe, football. Um, but here in Canada, we call it soccer, and that's where I am in Canada here. Um, I remember seeing that and thinking, I want to do that. I want to do that. I didn't know I was an athlete. I had no idea I was an athlete. Anyways, I um, talked my parents into letting me join the little, the little local park league soccer, and I would walk to my practices. And from a very young age, I started getting into these team sports. And so played soccer and, and uh, track and field at school and was on the, the relay team. And um, God, the amazing friendships I made. Uh, and as I you know, got a little older and then other sports started opening up, I played volleyball and basketball. And um, I was an athlete. I was just an athlete my whole life. So um, at 18, I, I met my first husband and he was an athlete. He was a body, he was a soccer player and he was bodybuilding. And I was like, oh, I could do that. And then I became a fitness competitor and a bodybuilder. Well, you can imagine when I finally got married and had my first baby and got pregnant, I, I ate like I'd never eaten. Uh, I convinced myself I needed the protein in the McDonald's hamburgers that I craved every day. And I put on a hundred pounds. And it was shocking to me how the world treated me so differently. It's sad, actually. It's disgusting, actually. The way the world treated me so different. And then I had my, my second daughter, who Julia is right now in Paris at the Paris Fashion Show. She's there with Avril Lavigne, the rock star. Um, so yeah, I've done a great job. My other daughter is here on the line right now. She's the operations manager of our school, the SWAT Institute. Anyways, imagine that's 28 years ago. Crazy, 28 years ago, there I was, um, chubby, chubby Bobby, um, and crying and and desperately unhappy and all I could focus on was my weight. It never occurred to me um, that that weight was protection from a world I didn't feel safe in. It never really occurred to me back then that that weight was protection so I could be a fierce mama bear for these little girls. It didn't occur to me. I just knew I needed to get it. I had to get that weight off. I had to get the weight off because, you know, um, like many of us, our identity is so wrapped up in how we look and, and the way the world treated me, they were, they were mean. People were mean. Um, so I, I uh, got that weight off. You better believe I did. And I did it healthy. And the truth is I felt incredible. I felt powerful and strong again because you're, you are, your, your body is a part of you. Like, let's tell the truth. You are not your body, but your body is a part of you. And when your body isn't working right, it's hard for anything in your life to work right. So I, it was incredible. So I, I wrote that first book, Simply Woman, that was 20 years ago now. It was published. I, it was, I self-published it, and then it got picked up by Hay House. Uh, and then what a whirlwind. Like, it, it took a lot of courage. It took a lot of courage to write a book. It took a lot of courage to get it published when I had family members saying things like, why would anyone buy your book? 
or I would sit at family get-togethers and all the women would be talking about their weight and all the diets they were trying and not one of them would ever acknowledge that I had an international best-selling book that helped women lose weight. It was just bizarre. It still never occurred to me that I had layers and layers and layers and layers of emotional pain I had to work through, not just all the other women. Um, and I I did. I did. It's been, I have been working on healing my entire life and there's a lot to heal. Like a lot of us have a lot of stories and a lot of hurts and letdowns and pains and abuses and trauma and boy, it all gets held in the body. Um, and so I, I really, I, I really knew and I believed back then, like it is a body, mind, soul commitment. It is a soul thing too. Like, you know, sometimes we think we're hungry, um, but we're really spiritually hungry. We're really emotionally hungry. We're so hungry for validation. We're so hungry for love. We're so hungry to belong. Um, in any case, I got lost the weight and then, uh, you know, was back like a fitness icon, kicking ass and running and yogiing in, <laughs> yogiing it in. Um, and then I don't know, 40s? What happens, ladies? Like, my goodness, I'm 53 this year. But I I was just saying to my husband this morning, listen, I'm still getting my period. It's kind of wacko. Like, I guess it's a good thing. Um, I feel young. Um, but I said, you know, looking back, I feel better at 52 than I did at 42. Something really did change. It, it Something got really hard. And it wasn't just hormones, but hormones are big. And everybody telling you, you're not in menopause yet. Jeez, I feel like I was in perimenopause. I feel like I've been in perimenopause since I was 40. Like, I, and you know, I want to make it easier for other women. I, I really do. I want to tell the truth about um, so many of the struggles that we don't need to be going through. Anyways, I decided that I was so fed up with the idea that women need to be slim and small and lovely and soft-spoken and polite. <laughs> I just I just got fed up. And then listen, like we all can admit, no matter what your what your beliefs are politically, we can all tell the truth to each other that in the last, let's say, let's go right back, like from 2015, I'm gonna say here in North America shit got real. And, and I, I would say I, even to women that would go, that is the worst man in the entire world. that could be the president. I'd say, yeah, but guess what? He has exposed the underbelly that's been there all along. And we can finally start to talk about the things that were always there, that we looked crazy. We sounded crazy. We, you couldn't even talk. We, I, you couldn't even really talk about patriarchy because it was like, we're all, we're all equal now. Um, we've had a black president. Um, women are equal. Everybody's equal. Like, get over it. Um, you know, and, um, and then finally, we could all talk about it. And then, goodness gracious, the hashtag Me Too. Boy, I think I put on 40 pounds in less than four years. I did not feel safe to be a woman in this world. I remember one time on a radio interview, we were talking about weight or something. And I said, I happily loved my weight. I loved every ounce of me. And I jokingly, happily said, 
You know what I say to the patriarchy? You can't make me small enough for you to feel big enough. Fuck dieting. Fuck skinny. Fuck it. Like, I have way bigger fish to fry and things to do than to be worried about my weight. And that's the truth. But we also can't, we can't become so comfortable with our, with our bodies. And I, I mean to say this in the most empowering way, that we've become comfortable with being sick. And the truth is I had heartburn. I was binge eating. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was, we've, anybody ever binge eat? <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you just eat the bag of chips or do you just take a few and put them in a bowl? I was like eating the chips and screw it. Like, I was having the food. I was, and it was fun until it wasn't. <laughs> so my 2023 word was temperance, which meant it's not the whole bag or no chips. It's learning to find my way in the middle zones in the middle ground it's it's it doesn't have to be passive or peaceful there's a lot of emotions and energy that we women need to get comfortable with i'd say in in the gray zone in the middle zone the pride the the anger like we need to get more comfortable understanding that anger when not expressed will implode on us and destroy us anger how can we not be angry my God, hashtag me too, Jeffrey Epstein. Like, it just felt like one thing after the gymnastics, the USA gymnastics team, the, like, it was just one, Bill Cosby. I mean, our, our you know, America's dad. It was just enough already. And, uh, and, and then COVID, <laughs> listen, COVID hit. Well, here's the truth. I was already pretty comfortable. I already developed an online business. I'd been working from home. My kids never, ever had me working outside of the house. To them, I was a stay-at-home mom, but I was a single mother until, well, I shouldn't say that. I've been married for 15 years. But, you know, for the first 10 years of their life, um, it was really hard. Anyways, I guess I finally felt safe enough. I finally felt safe enough this year. Like, in the end of last year, I, I finally realized, no, I didn't feel safe enough. I needed to create boundaries, and I needed to have hard conversations. I needed to use my throat chakra. <laughs> I needed to stop eating down my feelings and I needed to start speaking uh, what I my truth. And it was unbelievable. My husband actually said to me a couple, maybe a week ago, we were laying talking and he was dead serious. Like, it's like he didn't even notice. Like he it didn't, it didn't it, he, it, he didn't even notice. Like he was like, honey, you lost a lot of weight. Like, what did, are you sick? Like, do you need to go to the doctor? Are you okay? Like, is everything okay? Like, how did you do it? Because he didn't notice anything different. Like, he didn't really notice anything that different. And that's why we talk about it being body-mind, body-mind connection. Anyways, I said, <laughs> I, anyways, I'm not going to tell you what I told him, but it's, it was pretty amazing. So here we are. It's March. I'm back. I'm feeling great. I'm so excited to open up the phone lines right now to do some coaching. Um, I'm going to uh, just go to the queue and all you have to do when I press your name is I'm going to unmute your line. You don't have to do a darn hooting thing. And all you have to say is, Hey, hi. And I'm going to say, Hey, hi, I got you. How's it going? And we're going to do some laser coaching right here on the spot. So I'm going to go to the first person who came into the queue. I think Colin from Austin. I have a funny feeling it's Amy. I'm going to unmute the line. Hey, who's this? 
All you gotta say is, hello. Let's try that again. Hey, Amy. <laughs> Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you now. You're in on two lines okay. here. So I'm gonna drop one. Yeah, that's fun. There we go. Hey, how are you? How are you doing, Amy? I'm good. I am so excited you're doing this. Um, so thank you. Yay! I'm First so excited you called in. I'm so excited you unmuted your line. I'm so excited you had the courage to raise your hand. You're awesome. What's going on? How can thank I support you today? So I could use another pep talk because I went to do all the things that we talked about and I completely got stopped in my tracks. Okay. And yeah. I feel like the fear, the, mm, I guess, like the judgment or, mm -hmm. which probably isn't even a thing that's all in my head, but yeah, I just, I have it like everything's ready to go. I'm ready to like write the message and I just hit a wall Okay. and I can't okay. write the message. Well, I'm so glad <laughs> so, like. That I'm so glad you're here. Something I'm so glad you happening. called in. So listen, I'm going to tell everyone just because they might be like, how do you guys know each other? Um, so Amy is a new student in my world. Amy signed up for our personal empowerment coach certification back in the fall, and she bought a couple of coaching calls with me. So I know that voice. And as soon as I saw Amy Austin, I was like, I think that's Amy. <laughs> so, um, so to catch us up, um, Amy's done a couple of coaching calls with me. And on our last conversation, um, Amy was getting ready to launch her she already has a really super cool business um i'm not gonna say what it is because this is anonymous but she already has a super cool business uh but she's wanting to incorporate the empowerment coaching in with her design business she's a designer she does beautiful websites so if anyone any one of you are like i need a website designer those of you that are in our swat sisterhood um we're going to make sure you can connect with Amy because some of you are like building your websites right now. And like, wouldn't it be nice to have someone just anyways. Okay. Get back get away from that. <laughs> back to Amy. Um, thanks for the plug. <laughs> thanks for the plug. Crystal. Okay. So Amy is a super cool website designer, marketing designer, and uh, she wants to incorporate empowerment coaching. So here's what's so interesting. Ladies, Amy does this for a living for other people. But did you hear her say, I could use another pep talk. Because I have my messaging and everything ready. Um, I I have this fear and I'm stopped in my tracks. So when she was saying the messaging, I told her, let's, this is how I want you to build this out. Start with a positioning statement, a positioning statement. So for anyone right now that's thinking, what is that? So I'm going to first just say what, what we all need to do when we're starting a business is you want to position yourself First and foremost, in your own mind, to know what the hell you're doing, what the hell you want to be doing, who you want to work with, and then you want to write it in a concise statement so that whether it goes right on the front page of your website, whether it goes right at the top in that prime real estate of that first sort of fold, that top section when you first open up a website, or whether it just gets tucked away somewhere for you to always know, okay, this is who I am. So I, I said to Amy, let's figure out, let's do this, Amy. So what did we figure out, Amy? We started it off with who this is for. So this is going to be for, I remember, I remember our call. We were saying like stuff like badass rogue business people. Like what did we, what did we come up with? People who, this is for entrepreneurs 
who, mm-hmm. who is it, Amy? Who, who are they? Uh, so really what I, the phrase that keeps coming back to me is like they're navigating entrepreneurship and I'm their guide to help them through that because it's beyond, you know, the design or the process of the website or, you know, all the collateral or whatever and the brand, even the branding, you know, strategy. So it's the navigating entrepreneurship is really where to me the coaching part comes in because (laughs) as I'm meeting right now myself is like, I can do all the things, but I still need help. Like, yeah, two heads are better than one. Putting it together and like putting it out there. And I have my list. It's like, you know, almost 200 people to start with. And there's people on that list where I'm like, oh my God, if they read this, like if the words aren't perfect, you know what then what 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 judgment (laughs) what judgment like let's let's go into here because you amy you know what we you know you know this about empowerment coaching what what do we always what do we deal with first and what do we deal with second when we're doing empowerment coaching i'm putting you on the spot and you're like chris i just started the damn course what do we deal with first I mean, emotions. why, where, emotions. Emotions. yeah, emotion, like why I feel this way. Yes. So when you're doing empowerment coaching, from. for anyone that's wondering, we always deal with emotions first or energy first, strategy second. So sometimes when someone gets on, they, they want to strategize right out of the gate. Like, okay, let's write the missioning statement. Okay, that's great. We could do that. But guess what we're really hearing? Fear, judgment, stopped in my tracks. So yeah. before we try to refine the positioning statement, that would be strategy. We're going to say, let's, let's, let's dive into this feeling, Amy. Let's put two feet on the floor. Let's get grounded. Let's, even if you can do it right now, close your eyes. Hopefully no one's around. And if they are, oh, well, close your eyes and just let yourself lower down, down, down out of that busy brain, that brilliant creative genius. Let yourself drop out of that place and drop down into your body. And feel yourself just coming down, 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 down into your chest. Feel yourself come down into your heart chakra, that safe, big, green, beautiful place of love. I always think of it like a beautiful sacred garden. But let yourself come down into your lungs and feel yourself breathe. Let your shoulders relax down from your ears. Remember who you really are. You're not the fear. You're not any of those worries. You're not any of that stuff. You, if you knew who you really are, Amy, you would be in awe of yourself. You would be putting this stuff out to the world is so fast and so furious with so much excitement because you would know the truth of who you are. So we got to get you back remembering who you really are. But fear is in the way. Let's find that fear. Where do you feel the fear in your body? Where do you feel it? If you could just zone, like you had a special x-ray machine and you could just kind of zoom around your body and go into where do you feel the fear? Is it in the pit of your stomach? Where is it? Mm, mostly in my throat in your throat incredible uh that's amazing that you could identify that that's that lump in your throat that's your throat chakra that's your fear of living your truth really putting your truth out there and announcing it to the world i'm here i've arrived what will they so here's the great news why why do why did i say that's great not that i want to ever tell somebody it's great where they feel their fear but 
you know, if you'd said the pit of your stomach, I'd say, oh, that makes perfect sense because number one, vagus nerve runs from the that your your brain all the way down to your butt, um, but it really lays in your stomach. They say the stomach is the second brain. That's why we feel things in our stomach. So the fact that you're not feeling it in your stomach is you're not feeling fear in the pit of your stomach. You're not doubting yourself. You got a fire in your belly, girl. Um, you have a fire in your belly. And it's already come up into your heart. You're, you're, it's there. It, it's percolated. It's so exciting. Now we just got to cross the bridge. I always say like there's literally a bridge right here from the heart to the throat. And this is a really special bridge of courage, um, of accept, self-acceptance, of, 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 of knowing they don't have to all get me. They don't have to all get you. Nobody has to get you. And Amy, you said you have 200 people. How many clients do you want? How many new clients do you want right now to do empowerment coaching with? Like two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck them. No, I didn't just say that. Um, um, you only need two, <laughs> right? So you're going to put together this amazing email right right when we get off the phone. Well, you remember who you are because you are creative. You are effing creative. Isn't, isn't that right? Aren't you effing creative? Yes. Right. Um, yeah, you are. And you're going to write an email and you're going to talk about Amy. What are you? Listen, I was going to go. You're going to talk about Amy. What are you going to talk about? Amy, you're going to think about this is what we want to remember when we're connecting with clients. These people are already in your world. They're already 200 of your clients. They're already in your world. They already dig you. They already like you. You're not you're not throwing this out to a cold market. You're, you're literally you have this warm, juicy market that is like, what if there, what if, what if two people right now in that list have been praying for help with their marketing website, but they're just been praying for someone to like, just help them get clarity around this. And they open up your email today that says empowerment by design. Hey, it's Amy here from F and creative. I've, I've, I've recently expanded my 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 journey my excitement my passions my talents my creative genius because i recognize firsthand how hard it can be even when you know what you want to do and you you we all need two heads are better than one that's why we say it for a reason that's why we need a coach coaches need coaches trainers need trainers we all so this is so exciting. You can actually say, I've recently become a personal empowerment coach. Um, it's been, you talk about your experience. It's your why. Why do you want to do this? Why? And why, what's in it for them? And here's what we remember, Amy. People purchase, people buy things, not that they need, sadly. People buy things that they want. People don't always buy things they need. Like, I actually feel like saying to every woman that's ever come into my world, you need this. Like, you need this course. Like, you need it. You need it. You need it. Like, we all need it. We need the sisterhood. We need the frankness. We need the the the, the brains. We need the brilliance. We need the truth. We need the the formula. We need the, the structure. We need someone to bounce ideas off of. You need this. We need this. But... But women won't buy what they need. They buy what they want. So you have to think about what is it that they want? What do people want? I mean, what did you want? Why do you want to bring empowerment 
into your own business with your clients? What, why do you think it would serve them? How would it help them? Because it's lonely <laughs> on the other side. There's a laugh of truth. And having somebody who, yeah. I get it. That. So, Amy, think about yeah. that. Like, And then let's go into your body there, into your throat. Let's let's go back in there. Let's go back into that area in your throat and just breathe into it. And imagine, a blue, as corny as this sounds, here we go. Imagine a beautiful blue, like I actually had a little blue, I have a little necklace on right now. It's a little blue stone um, my husband got me. And uh, I think, yeah, just imagine that little blue, beautiful, swirling, almost imagine like cleansing water and it's just sort of washing around in that area that blue is just kind of making way it's it's anointing your throat it's it's saying you're okay you listen you're not going to please everybody don't even bother trying amy listen you chose a web you chose a business called f and creative <laughs> you don't care what people think do you no says it no I don't so what are you afraid of who is it on that list that you're afraid is going to see it and if the words aren't perfect you said they're going to what are they going to do what will they do if your words aren't perfect they're not going to do anything probably I, I love that she's <laughs> giggling all in my head yeah it's all in your head so who is there specific people on that list right now that you kind of cringe at the idea of them getting this email is there specific names mm. yeah probably take There's them out probably a, hand, a small handful take those out don't need to do that to okay. yourself just make it easier it's like i would say even to women on social media it takes a lot of courage to come out of the closet, so to speak, with your spiritual gifts, with wanting to start a business. with Because you know what it's really saying is, I matter. I have an opinion. I'm, I have purpose. I have input. I want to be part of the conversation. I want to change the conversation. I want to engage in the conversation. I want to start a conversation. And that takes a lot of courage. And, and I know we've come a long way, ladies. We've come a long way. And a lot of us are really stepping into the light, stepping into our power and stepping into our purpose and, and believing that we matter. Um, but it takes a lot of courage to put it out there. Uh, in fact, it probably was the closest pe people closest to me back then that were the meanest and the harshest. The strangers were lovely. Strangers were lovely. But then again, we didn't have social media back then. We didn't have keyboard haters back then. But here's what I will tell you. If you feel nervous putting your, your your magic up out to the world right now, choose your audience. Like you don't have to show everybody. You can you can you can. You're you get to be very discerning. In fact, here's what's interesting. I'm only feeling more fearless today than I have been feeling in a while, like lately. Um I had a great conversation with a woman yesterday who is a, a really unbelievable TV uh, producer, produces amazing television. And she said, Christy, you've got to be fearless. You've got to be fearless. you got to put yourself out there. I'm like, oh, I, I do everything in these little kind of hidden private groups, like my private little conference line. Like you got to come in here and then you got to put your name in. Well, you don't put your name, but you got to come in the private line. Oh, I have private little groups. So everybody knows inside the private little group. But does anyone really know what I do out there? I don't know. I got to be more fearless, Amy. I got to be more fearless. But guess what? You can start practicing in a safe place. 
start practicing in our private, go in our, in our SWAT sisterhood, in the, in the, the, the Facebook group and share your mission statement with everyone. What do you guys think? What do you think of this positioning statement? What do you guys think? Would you like it? Do you like this one or this one? Which flows better? Which would be more exciting to you? Have your test audience in a like-minded group of, of other entrepreneur women who are, who, who all want to shine and want you to shine. Then as you start to feel more confident, then you go out there and put it to your warm list. Choose a hundred of the names that you like. Pick the people you want to work with. In fact, mm -hmm. send a personalized email to the 10 of your most favorite clients and tell them that. I'm opening this up. I have hundreds of clients. I've hand-selected 10 who I would love to work with and you're one of them. No pressure, but if this feels like a fit, give me a holler back. Let's jump on a call. Yeah, I love it. Amy, what do you think? Thank you. Yes, yes. Tell, <laughs> tell me about your throat. How's your throat feeling? Can you take a big breath right now and just be like, whew, I got this. Yeah, I mean, when you were like, where do you feel it in your body? I mean, I felt some of it in my gut, of course, and, you know, my chest, hard space, but really felt like there was like a block mm -hmm, at mm -hmm, my throat. Mm -hmm. It was like severed head kind of thing. Yes, yes, um, of course. But that's also because we women often live from the neck up. We're so disconnected from our bodies. That's why I say it's like we have to form a bridge right here because... It's almost like we've been, we have this body from the neck down. I don't know what's going on down there. Hey, what's going on down there? You, uh, I haven't really talked to you in a little while. I haven't felt you very much. Haven't, haven't pleasured you. Haven't loved you. Um, I got all this stuff going on in my head and the, the missing link is right here in the throat because it takes a shit ton of courage to tell yourself the truth, first and foremost, yourself, and then to tell it to the people you love. Um, and then to put it out there to the world. So I commend you. I think you're amazing. I think you're amazing. And I think it takes a lot of courage to do what you're doing and way to go. And I'll tell you, as soon as you get that first client, I always, I always say this to my team. As soon as the first sale comes in, I literally do like, I'm a, I'm a woohooing, woo-wooting, bam, shabamming, shamamming, booming, like that's, I send emojis. And I'm like, the floodgates have opened. Like I'm all about <laughs> like, let's celebrate. And one sale, celebrate, good times, come on. Like that's how you have to talk to yourself. It's, it's on their way. Build it and they will come. Like you have to have the courage to tell people, I want to work with you. I want to support you. I, this juices me up. This gives me superpowers, and together we're gonna make magic. And um, and I and I can't. So you're gonna share your your positioning statement in our forum today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she got quiet there. Okay. Suddenly, like little girl voice. Like, oh. <laughs> okay, mom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when are you gonna have yeah. that email written by and out to your your warm list? Give me a date. Monday. Me a day. Monday. Monday. It's happening. Monday, because guess what next week is? International Women's Week, really. It's International Women's Day is the 8th. So, mm -hmm. like, have it done by the 8th, girlfriend. Get it out there. Right. And maybe you even say that in celebration of International Women's Day. I am stepping into my power in a way I've always wanted to and been afraid. 
and I don't want to be lonely anymore. I don't want to be lonely. I know how lonely it can be to be a creator, to be a creative genius. I know how lonely it can be. And you don't have to do this alone anymore. Let's do it together. Let's make magic. Like, and do it with that energy, Amy, because everything is energy, right? You can feel energy. You don't have to see me. You can feel my energy in my voice. When you read one of my emails, you can feel energy in that email. You either feel sad or you feel excited or you feel like there's power behind it. So write your email when you're feeling good and then put it away. Yeah. You know, write it when you're feeling good. Don't try to write one of those emails when you're in fear. You got to work through the fear first, then strategize. So let's take Thank a big you. cleansing breath together. Let's all of us do it. Everyone on the line. And remember, we're all together. Like you're in my world right now, ladies. Like I see Catherine there. I see Krista. I see Cerrone. I see Claire. I see Ellen, um, Ali, Bonita. I see Ginny. I see Angela. Like there's lots of us here, ladies, but we are right now together. We're live right now feeling each other's energy. So let's all of us have a take a big breath and be like, you got this, Amy. So let's take a big breath together and a big blow it out a big lion's breath a big like a lioness let's do it again big breath amy inhale and a big exhale i want to hear you uh, amy's muted her line amy's like crystal really you want me to unmute my line and breathe on you let's all do it one more time big breath all of us <sighs> we got this we got this we can do this we are we are we are stronger than we know and i always say this if you knew the truth of who you really are not the lies not the stories, not the fears, not the limiting beliefs, not the, the, the distorted thinking. You're not your thoughts. You're not your body. There is a real you inside there. I love the work of Dr. Uh, Bessel van der Kolk, uh, The Body Keeps Score. And I love he talks about, he's a, he's a trauma expert. Uh, this book is The Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. This one I think came out in 2014. It's, it's just, he's fantastic. Anyways, I love because I've I, I've been through a lot of trauma, a lot of physical and sexual abuse, homelessness, all that shit. Trauma gets locked in the body. Um, and I, I had to learn how to reconnect with my body and find those painful, hurting places and go into them and find out what's going on in there, what story am I holding on to, who is it connected to, cutting cords, setting people free, setting myself free, lightening the load, letting go, all of that. Uh, and it's a real connect from body and mind and soul, right? Because the soul is really the spirit, the in spirit. When you're inspired, that's who you really are. I love that he writes this medical doctor, brilliant, brilliant. This is very academic. This isn't woo-woo, although I love woo-woo. But he says, under underneath the trauma of all trauma survivors and I, i'm i'm paraphrasing it this isn't his exact quote there is an essence within each of us that we cannot lose and that essence is confident curious and calm so i know that when i am confident curious and calm i am operating in my real self my woman energy when I'm not confident, when I'm not curious, when I'm, I know it all, I'm so certain things aren't going to work, or I've stopped being open-minded, I've stopped exploring, I've stopped believing, I've stopped having faith, I'm no longer curious, 
I'm not my real self right now. I am operating as my wounded self, one of my wounded selves. We have many selves. Like This is a really um, amazing part of the work we do here at the SWAT Institute is sort of this idea that we have many parts to us, not just a body and a mind and a soul, but we have many parts or hats or personas or archetypes that we feel comfortable being and showing. And we have parts of us that we have disowned, mortified by horrified by, traumatized by, that we sort of, we almost, the way I think of it is like, imagine you have, you have a couple of kids, three kids, four kids, imagine you have three kids, and you've got this one little girl, and she is amazing, she's so lovely, she gets along with everyone, she's polite, she cleans her bedroom, she eats her meals, she's just such a good little girl, she does everything right, she gets good marks in school, she's just lovely, we love her. And then you got this other kid, you got this other daughter and my God, she never stops crying. She's, she's always having meltdowns. She's difficult. She's demanding what the hell. And then you got this other kid who's so angry. She goes to school and beats people up. She has fights. She swears at the teachers. And so you just make this decision. I like this kid. I love this child of mine. I'm going to let her have a bedroom and a beautiful canopy bed. She gets to come for dinner every night at the kitchen table. She gets dessert even. We love her. But these other two, bad, 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 bad girls down in the basement. Get down in the basement. Maybe we'll even chain them to the basement wall. That sounds horrifying. We would never do that. We would never love. Listen, we might find one kid more likable. <laughs> there might be parts of your personality that you just really like. I really like when I'm like that. It's awesome to feel good about yourself. But imagine we have all done this. We've taken parts of ourselves that we don't like, that we've been taught are embarrassing or shameful. And we almost, we don't, we, and here's what's so crazy about denial. Didn't even notice I am lying. You don't even know you've buried parts of yourself until you start to reclaim the wholeness of who you are. Then you start to realize, wow, I have a little girl, a scared little girl that I, there was nowhere, there was no place for her to get love or support or be taken care of. So I couldn't go through life being scared. So I had to take my scared little girl and put her down in the basement. And then I had this really beautiful, charming, um, flirtatious, smiling, innocent, beautiful, sexual girl that was just blooming into teenager years and she was sexually abused, so I just took her and put her down in the basement. And then I had this rebellious teenager who wanted to drink beer and kiss boys and do naughty, naughty things when she was a teenager. So I'm so embarrassed of her, so I'm going to bury her down in the basement. And I decided that being motherly and safe and um, a caretaker, maybe a little martyr, a bit of a perfectionist, I can take care of mother energy was safer to me. So it's almost like there's parts of you that you go, oh, she's okay to show the world. She's not. And they're different for everybody. I mean, some of us are horrified and mortified by our chubby bubby. Like being fat is the worst possible thing in the world you could ever be. So we take our fat, our, our beautiful little chubby bubby, and we go get down there in the basement, girl, you're never coming out. Um, I'll tell you, you know how I finally lost the weight? Loving my chubby bubby. I love you so much. You're so amazing. You have protected me from so much bullshit. You have kept me safe when I would go for long walks and feel so afraid 
by myself out here in the country with my dog that some weirdo was going to get me. You kept me safe. You kept me walking. You kept me showing up. Thank you. Until finally, I realized I'm safe enough. My girls are grown. They're amazing. They're happy. They're loved and loving and lovable. And they know it. My husband loves me, adores me. Um, we can be codependent. <laughs> I got to put boundaries in place because we can be codependent. Codependent, codependent. I make jokes with him and go, we are codependent, codependent, codependent. But yeah, he was like, he never said a word. I could just keep getting chubbier and chubbier and chubbier. And he'd be like, here's some ice cream. I love you. Thank you for loving me like that. Thank you for loving me so much. It didn't matter. I had to love me so much. It didn't matter. Listen, we got a couple more minutes here. Why don't we go to the phone lines and do one more coaching call? Uh, I see someone calling in from, I think, Texas. But, hey, we never know. There's no name, and that's okay. You can be any name you want to be, but I'm going to unmute the lines. And just all you got to do is say hi. Say hi. You're good. You're, is it Jacksonville, I think? I don't know. Nine Hello. Hey, who's this? Sonia. Sonia. How's Sonia? Yes. Sonia, I'm so glad you've called in today. Sonia is another one of our brand new students with our personal empowerment coach certification. Sonia, I feel like this isn't the first time we did coaching though. Did you call into a chat with Crystal years ago? Uh, no, yeah. I just do the emotional course. That's right. You did the, the emotional, emotional edge, edge course. Uh, yes. That's right. Of course. This is my first time. I'm, I'm a brand new baby on this Oh, you're a brand new baby. <laughs> She's a baby. Do you see how she just identified herself? Sonia's a baby, just mm -hmm. a little baby talking mm -hmm. to her mom. Okay, Sonia, yes, talk to that's me. That's exactly how I'm feeling. I know, I know. That's why I'm the mama bird. I'm like, yeah, I can still, I don't have to be chubby to be the mama bird, though. I finally realized I can be thin and be a mama bird. Okay, Sonia, what's going on? Not that being thin matters. Ladies, just forget all the talk about weight. And just throw that out the window. None of that matters. Yes, I, Back to you, Sonia. I want to be quick. I want to be quick. Um, and I should know this, all this answers, and I should know better now. Well, I mean, a little bit because I just finished with the pack. But um, my biggest struggle right now is I need to help my daughter. Okay. And... Um, yeah, this is a tough situation where she, I don't want to say she's staying because she she came out with us a couple of years ago saying that she was sexually molested by a little boy, one of the little boys of our, our best friend's boys. Uh, but she's so confused about when it happened and now yesterday we just have a big argument about the name because he's confusing two two different people who cares so it's like who cares here's why yeah, this is why i want to say this that's Sonia. what she's saying but if she and it is who cares it's her story it's her pain it's her mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm, her, so mm -hmm. that part you don't need to argue with her about it wasn't him it was him because memory is really strange um mm -hmm. we can it's so unbelievable how memories can blend together. You can, mm -hmm. we just, it's not accurate. But what she does know is that she was abused. Something happened to her. Mm -hmm. And that's the, mm -hmm. that's the thing that matters is that something happened to her. It's mm -hmm. also interesting that you called him a little boy. How old was he when he abused her? I mean, he, uh, he was seven, probably. 
He was like, he was seven. He was it was the same uh, same age. Okay. Her age. So he I'm gonna I I do want to say this. We he wasn't he was I, I this is just popping out of my head. Please anybody that disagrees with me, you're perfectly okay to disagree with me. I love great conversations. I can't mm-hmm. call him an abuser. He's seven. He was a little child. He was a little boy that that did something to a little girl and it wasn't good for her for whatever well not for for whatever reason she was she was touched in a way that mm-hmm. he abused her i get that but mm-hmm. i always mm-hmm. want to say sometimes when i hear women that go um it's like he was abused he's a he's he's a little victim too like this little boy so it's not about demonizing him now unless you know he was mm-hmm. he was 17 and she was 8 yeah that's no but two little mm-hmm. children that mm-hmm. are both the same age that have something like that happen. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, it's for your daughter. I don't know that it makes a difference, but it might help her to, to, to help her realize like he was, a, he, that something not right there. Something had to have been going on in his life for him to be that sexual or for him to act on that. Um, I just know I've had other clients that have, have said my son abused a little girl and I said how old was he and she was like you know he was seven or he was eight and she was the same age and I'm like okay we can't demonize that your little boy don't demonize your little boy mm-hmm. we, we have to figure out like what's mm-hmm. he seeing what's he seeing what's in his home what is his what's his dad mm-hmm. act like around him? all of that anyways this isn't about the little boy because your daughter's a grown-up now so this happened a long time ago mm-hmm. this happened a long time ago like and uh she's 23 now yeah. and and that's where I'm feeling, Crystal, I'm feeling so guilty because, like like you say, I call him little boy, too, because it's it's just in my head. It's like, oh, my God, these two little kids were playing with each other. And I and she's using words as, a, like, rape. And I'm trying to educate her as a mom and saying, okay, so hey, here's, Mama, let's, let's Sonia, let's, here's, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you. I don't mean to cut you off. It's just, you know, we're on time, and I'm mm-hmm. just going to cut through it. You know me, you know me as I coach, but your daughter doesn't Mm -hmm. need you right now to educate her. You know what your daughter needs is for you to say, I'm Mm -hmm. so sorry. Because what I heard you just say is I feel so guilty. I feel so guilty. And so to Mm -hmm. ease my guilt, I'm going to educate my daughter that she wasn't raped. And that's not what she needs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we, you know, when we, you know, in our personal empowerment coaching, you know, the processes, the interventions that we teach our coaches that. Um, Mm -hmm. in the first couple of calls, especially if somebody has shame, your daughter has shame Mm -hmm. when you've been abused, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it was a little boy. My brother was very, very abusive. My brother, uh, my brother Mm -hmm. was incredibly abusive. He was only two years older than me and no one. And and he was so, and I'm not saying that I don't want to throw him under the bus or anything, but he did things that were like, why were you so sexual? You were so little. What, what the hell was going on in our Mm -hmm. home? Um, Mm-hmm. I don't need anyone to, um, ex- to and, and my brother's the least, the least of the sexual abuse, that's for sure in my life. But anyways, my point mm-hmm. is what we teach our coaches is one of the, one of the most beautiful interventions you can do, especially when someone is coming out, coming out with a story, with abuse, coming out about their sexuality, mm-hmm. coming out about anything that takes courage to come out. We listen we validate, we witness, we mm-hmm. hold space for them. Um, and you're her mother, and this can be 
the most challenging relationship in the world and the most beautiful. You mm -hmm. have to put your own guilt aside right now because it's not your fault. That's not your fault mm -hmm. that that happened um, at all. And, and that's illegitimate guilt. It's not legitimate. You don't have any reason to feel guilty. Mm -hmm. But, I don't want to do the but, and now that she's an adult and she's 23 and she's coming to you, this is now your opportunity to say, I feel so guilty. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I wish I could go back and change that. I wish... I never, he was never left in the house. It doesn't matter that he was a little boy. Um, he mm -hmm. hurt you. Like my brother was a little boy, but he hurt me badly all the time, all the time. Um, and it doesn't matter that he was a little boy. It doesn't matter that my father was beating on my brother. So my brother was beating on me. I was still being beaten. So mm -hmm. your job right now, first and foremost, is to listen, love, hold, validate, and just love your daughter through this. I'd also mm -hmm. highly encourage awesome. you to get her to sign up for mentorship coaching because this might be a conversation she wants to have. Um, it's, it's, it's very, it's very, very, you can't coach your family. We can't coach our family. Yeah. All mm -hmm. I can do with my daughters, and I don't mean it like that, all I can do, but if they're going through something, is just listen and not give advice and... Uh, not strategize and you want to strategize I know you do um, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you, you you want to strategize with her and like explain it and educate her and all those mm -hmm. words are the absolute mm -hmm. opposite of what mm -hmm. she needs so all you can do if my daughter were to tell me she's upset about something I'd say I'm so sorry that sucks I hate mm -hmm. this for you I hate this for you. Mm -hmm. You need. I encourage you to get support. I encourage you to get therapy. I encourage you to sign up for coaching. You deserve that. That mm -hmm. little girl inside mm -hmm. of you that feels violated and feels like it changed her, she deserves for you to get the love and the support and the healing that you mm -hmm. that she deserves. You know, um, Sonia, your mother wasn't loving with you. We know that. I know that. Your mother didn't know how to love you. Your mother didn't know how to be there for you. Um, mm -hmm. This is an opportunity for you to heal your legacy with your daughter. It's these things. It's these moments that you don't have to be right. You don't have to teach her a lesson. You don't have to teach her that she wasn't actually raped. You don't have to teach her that the kid was little, so it's not abuse. You just need to love her. Mm -hmm. Love heals. Mm -hmm. Love heals almost everything. But you definitely and want to go ahead. Sorry, mm -hmm. tell me. No, thank God. I mean, I through through all whatever I had gone through, Peck and you and everything. I have. I mean, we have a beautiful relationship. It was just yesterday. Was yeah, like a bad day. Yeah, we're gonna have bad days. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have bad days. Mm -hmm. And and of course, and I love hearing that you have a beautiful relationship with your daughter. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, there's some things we. We can't, we can't always um, fix things for our kids, you know, mm -hmm. and and it gets messy, and love can the love part isn't messy, but people are messy, and and families mm -hmm. get messy, and things can get messy, and sometimes we just have to hold space because we know that we're gonna get back to 
that good place. But I think if anything right now, just just tell your daughter how sorry you are, how sad it mm-hmm. makes you, how much you hate mm-hmm. that that happened to her. Ask her what she needs. Ask her how you can best support her. If she doesn't know, just listen and validate. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in coaching, we there's a different type of listening we do in coaching that's different than relationships. In your love relationships, in your personal relationships, in your relationships with family members and friends, you want to do a style of listening. It's in my book, Simply Empowered. It's called Active Listening. And active listening is mm-hmm. you're engaged. You're, you're listening, you're engaged, you're giving eye contact, you're nodding your head, you're, they know you are here, they are being seen and heard. Coaching listening is a different type of listening. It's called reflective listening. And so you don't want to be a reflective listener right now with your daughter. You want to be an active listener. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't want to coach her. Right? You don't want to mm-hmm. reflect and go, I know, but you say he, you were right, and you, you don't want to reflect. We're mm-hmm. reflecting. You and I right now, I'm reflecting things back to you. I'm using mm-hmm. the same words. You've struggled. You want to help your daughter. She was sexually molested by a little boy. You're confused about, like, all of that is, um, I'm, I'm reflecting that back to you. For you to take that in and say, yeah, um, but to a little girl, it, 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 this was her experience. And mm-hmm. I need to just actively love her through this. Mm-hmm. And whatever she says. And if she says, no, it was Charlie. And you say, no, it was Johnny. And she says, mom, I know it was Charlie. And you say, no, Charlie was never there at that time. Just don't do that to her. That's something my mother mm-hmm. would do. It would mm-hmm. drive me crazy. She'd get that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen like that. Okay, well. That's how mm-hmm. my brain is remembering it. And my brain is remembering it very traumatically. And that's how my brain is remembering it. And you're not in my head. And you don't know what I went through. And nobody knows what you've gone through, mm-hmm. Sonia. Not one person on the earth can get in your head and knows the way you think. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks their own thoughts. And so telling mm-hmm. someone they're wrong will turn this into an argument and you will be creating a a battle that is unnecessary, not needed, getting in the way, creating noise, distracting you from the Mm -hmm. real thing, which is I feel guilty. Mm -hmm. So so Sonia, what do you need to do to let go of that guilt? Mm. I I think honestly, if the guilt is not knowing how to help her. It's it's not that I feel guilty. I mean, obviously, I, okay, as a great. Parent, yes, I feel so guilty. So I feel guilty I, I feel that guilty I don't know better. how to help her right now. So you know what I mm-hmm. often That's tell? That's my guilt. Okay, so my guilt is I don't know what to do. And you know what I do with my children? Mm-hmm. And they're grown women, just like your daughter is grown now. Mm-hmm. I I'm so honest. I would just say that, you know. I know I seem to have all the answers for so many people, and I don't know what to do right now. I feel so guilty. I had to, you know, when my daughter Julia got sick and uh, ended up at Sick Kids on life support, I had the most brutal guilt 
I could not forgive myself. How was I such, I make a joke, like I don't mean to make it sound jokey, but like I just was carrying on in my life like a VIP. How did I miss it that my kid was having an appendicitis attack and was dying before my very eyes? I thought she was getting her period. She was the boy who cried wolf. She was always crying about something. She was always something was hurting. There was always something wrong with her. So when she came in my, that night and said, Mom, my stomach hurts, I said, climb into bed with me. Here's a Tylenol. Here's some gravel. Go to sleep. You'll feel better in the morning. And uh, two days later, her appendix burst inside her body, and she went into septic shock and had to be, you know, had to go to sick. She had went to three different hospitals. Sonia, guilt? I couldn't even think about it for the longest. Like, if I just had a flashback, like a trigger, seeing her laying in my mind, seeing her laying in that hospital bed with the, you know, the, the <sighs> tubes down her throat, breathing for her because her lungs had all collapsed. I couldn't even, I just had like, oh, it was just like, I can't even let my brain, I can't even see it in my head. It's so painful. And then finally, when I started mm -hmm. writing about it in my book, The Emotional Edge, I started crying and I cried and cried and cried and cried. And for about a week, she would come in the kitchen while I'd be writing and I'd look at her and say, Julia, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And finally, she said to me, Mom, you couldn't, you had nothing to do with it. I didn't even want to go to the hospital. You had to drag me there. It's not your fault. I'm fine. I'm alive. I'm amazing. I'm fine. <laughs> and I find to be like, I have to forgive myself. I have to forgive myself for mm -hmm. not getting it perfect. And Sonia, you're going to have to forgive yourself for being a mere mortal. You're going to have to forgive yourself for being a mere mother that doesn't know mm -hmm. how to do this right now. You don't know how to navigate this right now. You need to get some mentorship coaching yourself. Make sure you sign up for it. Not just with me. I'm already signed up for Saturday. Great. <laughs> you have have Great. I'm so thrilled. I'm so excited that you're going to have a soul sister, a like-minded a uh, woman who's is 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 walking this, living this, loving you, supporting you, and um, you need that support too. We all just need to talk it out because guess what happens when we women talk about our problems? We release a hormone called oxytocin. Not good for men, but guess what? It's so important for women. We have to talk about our problems. We feel better. Literally, physiologically, biologically, hormonally, we feel stronger, calmer, more curious, more confident. So I'm so glad you had the courage to call in today. I'm so glad you had the courage to mm -hmm. unmute your line. I'm so glad you had the courage to say I feel guilty because, hey, every mother struggles with this guilt. It's a mother thing. And the ones that don't mm -hmm. are probably shit mothers. To be, to be honest, they're probably <laughs> shitty. I don't feel any guilt. Don't make me feel guilty. Um, well, you know, we have to forgive ourselves for being mere mortals and mm -hmm. not having a playbook. And listen, you have one now. That's the great news. You're going through PEC and you're learning. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Sonia, let's take a big Thank breath. Let's take you. a big, deep cleansing breath. Fill, breathe in so much love. You are so loved. You're so wise. You're so amazing. And exhale any of that fear and guilt with your out breath. <sighs> Just blow that away. You don't need to carry that. Let's breathe in love. Let's all of us do it, ladies, everyone on the call. Just, Just breathe in love. Fill yourself up with love and let go of fear with your out breath. <sighs> Just blow that away. You don't need to hold on to that. 
You don't need to hold on to that. Let that go. One more big deep breath. Inhale. And let that go. Thanks, Sonia. Thanks for calling in today. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. It's been my pleasure. I always love this. Jeez, do you see how much I love it? This is like, imagine you love what you do. <laughs> it's crazy. And I get paid to love what I do and to feel like I just had an incredible conversation. My clients level me up. That's what's so great about coaching, this type of coaching is it's not a life coach. It's not a to-do list. It's not you got to do this by this date. Not that that's not important, and it is. That's important too. There's a lot of healing modalities, ladies. You don't have to just pick one thing. That's, that's the only thing. There's lots of things. I love yoga. I love meditation. I love empowerment. I love reading. I love talking. Um, but I love the style of coaching because it, it really reconnects us with our real self. It reminds us of who we really are. It allows us to reflect on where we're at in consciousness. What are the stories we're telling ourselves? How are we talking to ourselves about ourselves? How do we feel about ourselves? And then getting ourselves feeling better because when you feel better, you can make better choices um, and empowerment equals choice. And when you think you don't have a choice, you disempower yourself. I want to thank everyone for being here today. Guess what? The call's over. We're going to be back in a month from now. For those of you that are maybe listening for the first time, I'd love you to check out our school, www.swatinstitute.com. Special Weapons and Tactical. Yeah, we are. We're the new Special Weapons and Tactical. We're going to heal the world one important woman at a time. Have a great weekend. Have a great month. And I'll see you all soon. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.